Hi, and welcome to the Bluff Church Podcast. Each week we bring you the Sunday message from the Bluff Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you like our podcast, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment and leave a review on your favorite listening platforms on iTunes or Google Play. Your review helps other listeners find our podcast. For more information about the Bluff, we invite you to visit our website at thebluff.church or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for the Bluff Church. If you live in the Popper Bluff area, we invite you to come be a part of the Bluff on any Sunday at 1027 a.m. in the ballroom of the Holiday Inn. Now here's this week's message. Hey! Do you remember those cartoons of uh, that they used to do around this time every year of like the... Uh, the old man who's wearing nothing but like the year, like some ribbon, and like he's like going out the door, and then there's like this young little babyish kid face that has all this energy that has the new year, and and sometimes they do something funny with that, like some political thing or something. You remember those two characters? Uh, I I always thought they had it backwards because I always like I'm ending the year with all this enthusiasm, going holidays, and then afterwards I'm like. Okay, yeah, that was something. Now I'm dragging afterwards. Does anyone else do that? Where it's like they almost feel like it's backwards as far as how you feel. Good grief. Is anyone dragging this morning? Oh, oh, shake off all those holidays. But I hope you had fun. I tell you, holidays are so fun when you have little kids in the house. Oh, I just love it. Good times. I'm excited today. I want to start the the year off with a, with a good, challenging message, um, maybe too challenging. Jesus, sometimes, his, his messages were so challenging that it almost seems mean. This loving Savior who died on the cross for our sins, he who, who, who was this big servant and served everyone and loved. He loved. He touched lepers and spent time with, with Samaritan women. He had great compassion, but his messages sometimes were so challenging that it seemed harsh. And that's today's message. <laughs> it, it's so challenging. We might, you might look at what he said and go, "Woo, come on, lighten up a little, Jesus. It's challenging, and, and it's kind of like this. The Christian life is like an adventure. This great adventure that promises all these treasures and all this wealth at the end of the journey. And, and even, even promises all this excitement throughout the journey. It's a huge adventure, but it's risky. And it requires a lot of sacrifice. That's the Christian life. There's one, there's one woman, a young lady, uh, who I met several years ago. I don't even remember her name. I only had two encounters with her ever. But she made an impact in my life. And it was one of those impacts where I felt like God brought her into my life so that I would go, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> Have you ever had someone come in your life and, and you almost felt like it was for that reason? She contacted me. She had told me that she had been attending the church I was serving in Columbus, Ohio. She had been sneaking in the back door. We had no record of her. 
She said she'd been coming for a while, and she was really eager to become a Christian. I said, well, let's get together. Let's talk about this. And so we met on a Thursday afternoon. And she came in the office, and we sat down, and we started talking, and she had so much energy. She had a fun, bubbly personality, and she loved the idea of the good news of Jesus Christ. Everything we talked about, forgiveness of sins, it blew her socks off. She was like, yes! She, the Holy Spirit, yes, yes. Heaven, yes. Oh, oh, I, she just loved all of it. And we talked about community and we, talk, we talked about, about how God can come in and transform us. And, and she, she, we talked about baptism and she's like, oh, can I do that this Sunday? And she was so eager and excited. And we prayed together and she left and I went home going, that, that's exciting, you know. The next day, she came by the office Friday morning, not even 24 hours later. She came in my office and she said, can you talk? I said, yeah, yeah. I put down what I was working on. I sat down and said, is everything okay? She said, no, I have, I have some questions for you. I've been thinking about this. I have, some very, I have some questions. And she started to bring up some very specific activities that were in her life. She said, are, are these sins... I mean, can I, can I keep doing these? I said, well, first of all, I want you to know God doesn't expect you to be a finished product when you start. <laughs> you don't have to get cleaned up to take a bath. This is an adventure. This is a journey. And so, and so God's going to be leading. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But am I going to have to stop doing these things? I said, well, yeah, that, that's where you, you see you're not only making him your savior, you're making him your Lord. You're going to be following him. And, and she's like, I don't want this. And she said, I don't want to be a slave of Jesus. I still remember the way she said that. I don't want to be a slave of Jesus. And she said, I don't want to follow him. And then she ran out of my office. And I've never had someone run out of my office before. <laughs> Boom, she took off. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to chase her? What? What do I do? Okay. Okay, maybe she got cold feet and maybe she's wrestling, but... Oh, no, I don't, I don't have that much information on her. All I had was a phone number. And so I called and called and called. And I left message after message after message. I've never seen her again. And in several weeks after that, I finally, I started thinking about those words. And I thought, I don't know what's going on in her life, but I know this. I don't want to have that in mind. I, I, want, I want to be up for the adventure. And I want to understand what the cost is to follow Jesus. And so today we're going to look at three men in the Bible that come over to Jesus and talk about the cost of the adventure of following Jesus. And Jesus has a word for each one of these men and every single word is going to seem really harsh to you. Because Jesus picks up the bar and goes, yeah, it's up here. It's a great adventure. It's worth following me, but it's going to cost you. You see, we have a Lord that says, if you're going to follow him, you need to pick up your cross and follow him. He calls you to your death. And so let's look at this together. It's found in Luke chapter 9, 
verse 57. Luke always has all these verses packed together in one chapter here. Verse 57, chapter 9, it says, As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you. Let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Woo, lighten up, Jesus. Isn't this some rough stuff? In fact, honestly, is there anyone in here that hears what Jesus says and you go, That seems really harsh? Anyone? Yeah, okay, have some, yeah, I'm not brave enough to raise my head, <laughs> but I'll give you a yes symbol, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, it seems harsh. Well, let's look at these. Let's take one man at a time. And let's look at what Jesus' call actually is to each man. First, this first gentleman comes to Jesus and volunteers to speak first. And what he says, to me, seems like a very good thing. He comes to Jesus and he says, I will follow you wherever you go. That seems really good. I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Those are good words. Isn't that something to admire? But it's like, did Jesus see into this man's heart and know, ah, you don't actually mean it? Or was he just using this as an example to say, okay, you think you'll go wherever I go, but you don't know where I'm actually headed yet. <laughs> you don't know where this journey's going to take you, so let me just be really clear. And let me explain to you the cost of following me. Foxes have a home. Birds have a home. I don't have a home. You're going to follow me right now, but you have to understand that I'm going to be sleeping outside. I'm headed somewhere that's not pretty. I'm going to a cross. You want to follow me and you want to go on this big adventure, but it's going to be challenging and hard. And what he challenges the first man, he says, if you want to follow me, you have to understand that in order to be my follower, you must make following Jesus more important than your own security. You have to give up your security and follow me. Last year, I made a phone call. I wasn't going to tell this story, now I am. 
Um, last year, I made a phone call to Mark Coomer, who's the director of MOVE. MOVE is an organization that was trying to plant churches in southeast Missouri. It's the organization that saw what the Bluff Church was doing and loved it. <laughs> and, and I called up Mark, and I said, Mark, I've been thinking about it, been praying about it. I'm not going. He said, well, can I ask you why? I said, yeah, it's just not, not, not in the cards for me, man. I'm sorry. And I hung up the phone. Not going. I came into the room, and I sat down with my wife, and I said, well, I did call Mark. I told him we are not going. And my wife looked at me and went, oh. We got in the car. We drove home from where we were. We got there, and my wife said, get it back. <laughs> She's like, get it back. You know we're supposed to go. And I'm like, come on. It's hard. Have you ever been called by God to do something that might be risky? To take a risk and to do something that may not be safe. The adventure in following Jesus Christ is going to call you to do just that. Anyone love the movie Hobbit? Any Hobbit fans in here? Yeah, they weren't as good as the Lord of the Rings movies. Those were good movies. But Hobbits were cute. They're cute movies. And in that, that first movie, there's Bilbo Baggins. And Bilbo's in his Hobbit house. And, and everything's good. He's got a full pantry. He's got a cool bed. He's got, his, he's got a garden. Life is good and peaceful. And then comes the knock at the door. And eventually he has these warriors in his house, eating his food, talking about this adventure, and asking him to come along. And he's like, well, what are you guys doing? We're going to go rob a dragon. We're going to take their treasure. And the wizard's there, and they're, they're going to be taking, going on this huge adventure to, to this mountain where there's this dragon, and Bilbo passes out, falls on the ground just from the thought of going on this adventure. And finally, he, he says he's not going, and everyone leaves, and he's sitting there at home, and it's really quiet. He's sitting there thinking about the cost. The great adventure that Jesus offers us, this great treasure of eternal life and grace and forgiveness, it comes at a cost of our security. And if you're going to follow Jesus Christ, you need to make a decision now. Are you willing to follow him even when he calls you to not play it safe? Even when he tells you to step out in ways that you were not expecting him to call you to step out? He might call you to risk everything. And when that day comes, are you willing to do it? We don't know what the man's response here. That's what's interesting about all three men. We don't know what he did. We don't know if he said, okay, okay, I'll be homeless with you, Jesus. I'm going. We don't know how he responded, but we can know how you're going to respond. Make a decision today. Are you willing to risk everything to follow him? Will you pay the price and say, Lord, I'll follow you even if it risks my own security?
The second man is kind of interesting. I think what he says might be the most compelling excuse I could come up with to not follow Jesus. This is a man who says that he will follow, but he has something to do first. To another, Jesus, he interjects and says, I want you to follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Was it a lie? Or did his father die? He wanted to go bury his father. He's standing there with Jesus being told, come follow me. And he's like, well, I need to go bury. My father died and he needs to be buried. So let me go do that first and then I'll follow you. And Jesus has no mercy on this guy. I don't care if your father died. You need to follow me. Why is he so harsh? Jesus says, let the dead leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And we learn a second lesson that if you want to follow Jesus, that following Jesus means this, that Jesus needs to be more important than your own personal tragedy. There's so many Christians who live their lives defined by the tragedy that they've gone through. Do you know someone like that? Who their whole being is defined by the pain and suffering that they've gone through. And Jesus looks at them and goes, you know, that's not a follower of me. You're not going to be defined by your tragedy. You need to be defined by me. And you need to put this tragedy behind you and follow me right now. There's going to be a lot more pain in your life. A lot more sorrow. It's going to come. But the consistency in your life is not going to be the fact that you're a person that has pain. It's going to be that you are a follower of me. Pick up your cross and follow me now. And leave your tragedy behind. I've already shared with many of you a few weeks ago, I guess months ago now, my pain of having a son die. That week that my son died and I found my son in a crib, it was 15 years ago. I had one of my elders come by that week and talk to me about that Sunday morning and said, you don't have to preach this Sunday. In fact, we'll let you take several Sundays off. I said, okay, thank you. Then I started thinking. And there was one demographic I was thinking a lot of. I was thinking about all the teenagers that were in my church that were learning through this tragedy right now how do Christians handle tragedy? And I was thinking about these teens, and I was thinking, this is actually an opportunity to demonstrate what it means to follow Christ in the midst of tragedy. How can I sit down right now? This is, this is the best platform. It's the worst platform. I don't want to preach it. But I was so convicted. So I went back to my elders, and I said, no. 
I'm preaching this Sunday. They said, well, not this Sunday. I said, yeah, I'm, I've got it this Sunday. I think I threw them through a loop. They're trying to figure out whether or not they need a do I need to cut this off? Is this going to be disastrous? What is this? But I was a mess. I felt so convicted that I needed to stand and I needed to say that through good times and in bad, we need to stay faithful to our God. And, and I want you to know today, you cannot use your tragedy as an excuse to sit down from your faith. And when tragedy comes in your life, it's a time to stand up and to declare, I'm still faithful to you, Lord. Do you know what David did when David found out that his son died? And tragedy came in his life. He got up, he cleaned himself off, and he went to the temple, and he worshipped his God. And he said, even in bad times, I'm still here. I'm still faithful to you, Lord. That's the cost of following him. And Jesus knew that. And he raised the bar and he said, if you're going to follow me, it's, gonna, it, it's a great adventure. There's treasure at the end, but it's costly. It's a true adventure. And, and it's going to mean that sometimes you're just going to leave your tragedy at the door. And you're going to say, I'm going to follow you regardless of what happens in my life. If there have been tragedy in your life and it's kept you down and it's been something that's kept you away from God, I want to call you today out of it. Leave that tragedy behind. Stand up and say, I'm going to follow you regardless. That's a tough message, isn't it? Number three, here we go. Verse 67, yet another man said, I'll follow you, Lord, but... <laughs> oh, oh, there's another but. I'll follow you, Lord. I will. I just have one thing to do. Just one. Let me first say farewell to those at my home. Isn't that reasonable? I'll follow you, Lord. Let me just go home and kiss the wife goodbye. Let me go home and say goodbye to the kids or parents or whoever, uh, whoever's living in this. Maybe it's some buddies. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's staying in a dorm. <laughs> like, let me just go to my house. I've got a few people I need to say goodbye to. Let me say goodbye to them. And then I'll follow you. And Jesus stays consistent. No, no. The call's now. No excuses, no if ands, or buts. I'm raising the bar. The cost of following me is high. And he says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. If you're going to follow me, then follow me. And you don't let anything keep you from following me. And we learn a third lesson. That Jesus needs to be more important than even your loving family. He needs to be more important than all your friends. He needs to be more important than whatever you might put in the but. I'll follow you, Lord, but. But what? What could possibly be something that you would put in that sentence that would justify you not following me right now? 
I've come from heaven. <laughs> I'm God incarnate. I've come here to save you from your sins. What possibly could be more important that you don't have time right now to follow me? What is it? And it's, it's a challenge for every one of us to make sure that we don't have anything in our life that would keep us from following Jesus to the best possible degree that we can. How do you want to get into heaven? Do you want to come in going, hey, I barely made it, but here I am. Or going, I'm clawing my whole way there, every essence of my being. I'm on this adventure, and I'm going to give you my whole heart and my whole life. I love how Jesus even puts this. He puts it in such a challenging way. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Do you have a problem living in the past? Do you have a problem looking back and holding on to grudges? Or do you have a problem connecting to the wrong friends? Or there's something in your past that keeps preventing you from moving forward. You can't move forward very easily when you keep looking behind you. It's a terrible way to drive. <laughs> and sometimes you seem like you're doing that a lot with kids too is anyone else want becoming an expert driving by looking backwards anyone yeah you're not becoming an expert you're just driving poorly that's all you're doing yeah hey well you guys could okay you can't you can't move forward if you keep looking backwards. And so the cost of this adventure, the cost is to quit looking back and to fix your eyes on what's ahead of you and fix your eyes on the one you're following, Jesus Christ. Being willing to give anything. I will sacrifice my own security if that's what it takes, I'm on the adventure. I'm following you, Lord. Being willing to sacrifice my desire to mourn and grieve and, and be in the midst of my own selfish struggle as I've gone through my tragedy, I'm giving it up so that I can follow you, Lord. Having whatever my butt is, whatever might keep me from giving God my very best, I'm giving it up, Lord. And today, I'm all in. I'm going on this adventure. I'm following you to the very end. And that's the call of following Jesus. And so I ask you today to look into your life and ask yourself, what's keeping you from giving Jesus Christ your very best, from truly following him. I'd ask you today to remember those horrible words that have convicted and pierced my heart. I don't want to be a slave of Jesus. I don't want this. I don't want to follow him. Make sure that those thoughts are far from yours and give everything you have to him. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, 
there's not a better time to come to him and to declare, I want to go on this adventure. I want to follow you now, Lord. Can you think of a better time than right now? What would change tomorrow? What would change the next week if you went on the adventure and said, I'm all in right now? Today's the day. Draw a line in the sand. I wonder, how many steps does it take to come from the very back to the front? I'm going to count. Whoa! It's only 10 steps for any person in this room to come up today to talk to me about going on the adventure and following Jesus Christ. You're less than 10 steps away. 10 steps. But I tell you, the adventure just starts here. It's a long adventure. And we have a very grateful, gracious, and patient God who's willing to be with you for the entire journey. You're not by yourself. You have an entire community of people that love you and want to see you succeed. I'm one of them. And we'll be there with you to help you on this journey. You just have to decide you're ready to start. And so today, if you can make that decision, if you're ready to go, I want to follow you, Lord. As we sing in just a moment, I'd like to ask you to come up front. To come up front and just talk to me about it. And I'll be right up here, and I'd love to talk with you about what it means to follow Jesus Christ. The cost is high, but the adventure and the treasures are even greater. Let's pray right now. Lord, as we get ready for a time of response, I just pray that, I pray for every person in here, Lord. I pray that we would be people who would be sold out for you. Lord, convict us and teach us what it means to follow you. Help our ears to be open as we live our lives. I pray that when you speak to us, that we'd be quick to respond, that we'd be ready. And Lord, I pray that we'd be willing to deny ourselves to follow you as Lord, because when you are Lord, you are also Savior. And Lord, I pray right now for those who are here who are thinking about making a decision for you. I pray that today, I pray that you'd give us courage to follow you. pray, Lord, that you give us wisdom to truly understand the cost. Lord, I pray that you'd give us the, the strength to surrender to you. We love you, Lord. It's in your son's name that we all pray. Amen. Let's all stand together. If God's put a decision on your heart today, please come forward and talk to me.